Hello world, this is Stir the Pot. This is your host, Marquita, and this is episode two. Today, we're going to be speaking about family dynamics of this new decade or this new era. And that we all know that this we're now in 2020. So we're just going to get a breakdown of how my personal everyday uh, routine goes as far as the family unit is concerned. Today, I have a special guest. Her name is Miss Adija Agbaola. And I am going to turn it over to her so that she can introduce herself, give her credentials, as well as let you know the many ventures and different businesses and how we know each other. And we're also going to get into the topic of the day here. I'm going to turn it over to Miss Agbaola. All right. Well, hello, everyone. As she stated, I am Adija Jasmine Agbaola, and um, I have a bachelor's in elementary education from Virginia State University, and I also a master's degree in clinical mental health counseling from the Real HU, Howard University. Um, just a little bit about myself. I consider myself an educator, an entrepreneur, a therapist life coach, if you will, um, although I'm coaching myself through life at this point. Um, <laughs> um, I, I just, think we all are. Yes, I would concur with that. Um, but I am definitely elated to be on this podcast as the first guest because um, my friendship with Marquita runs deep. We have a lot of history together and we're still creating those memories um on a week-by-week basis and so I'm really happy that our paths were able to cross even though we met in a very unconventional way um, it seems like we've definitely been able to be a support for each other um, both personally professionally just you know trying to help each other out in so many different avenues all right well thank you Miss Agbaola um Today, like I said, we're going to get into the topic of family dynamics and why I wanted Miss Agbaola to be my guest on this topic is because by fate or by chance, whatever you guys want to call it, we have, um, she has a son, a wonderful, almost one-year-old son named Sire, and I have a wonderful five-year-old daughter named Journey. And what we have in common is that both of our children have the same father. Like I said, my daughter is five and her son is going to be one. So that is the family dynamic of our relationship and how we really got to know each other. Um, I kind of... Taking it back, I kind of don't remember how we met I do or the first time I'm because I have you know I'm getting a little she, bit she, she was she didn't have no anxiety no nervousness no fear or nothing because she was just being journey mama meanwhile I was kind of thrown into meeting her um riding around um with 
Supreme and you know he's like oh well we're gonna go to Woodbridge and stop at this school so I'm like okay you know no problem so when we get there then he's like oh yeah this is a school that Journey's mom um wants her to go to so I'm just like okay I'm looking kind of raggedy I ain't even put together I'm about to meet Journey mom I'm trying to make a good impression <laughs> so when we get there we see not only Journey's mom but also Marquita's father as well her grandfather and he's looking at me like who the hell are you <laughs> so I'm just like oh my goodness so me being me I try to put on a happy face and I'm like hey I'm Adija you know Journey's you know been over to my house before if you want to come in if you want to take a tour of the house if you want to see where she is you know I'm more than welcome and you know thank you for letting her come over you know because I didn't have any kids at the time but I was in that I want to have kids but I still want to turn up face so it was perfect for me because I got to, you know, be mommy role. Okay, let me take care of the baby, all that, and then give her back and turn up on Fridays. You know, so I was just so happy that she had came at this time because I had some personal things that I had dealt with just like a couple of months before. So it was like journey was this blessing that just came, you know, added to being in a relationship. So I was so happy to have her around, and I wanted her mom to feel that. Marquita just looked at me like, uh, I okay. kind of was like, what the <laughs> hell? Like, okay. Like, I didn't, as you guys probably will find out, you know, throughout the podcast, sometimes um, she probably wasn't prepared properly to, you know, like he, like her dad, Journey's father, had just probably told her out the brink of five minutes, yeah, we're going to go and um, we're going to go down to this school. You know, she probably wasn't properly prepared as she would have wanted to be but she just rolled you know she probably just rolled with the punches because that's how you know her dad is <laughs> doesn't really properly prepare you sometimes but um so okay so like you said we were at the school and it's kind of much history from there like I'm the type of person where I'm more or less laid back I'm now in this at this point or at this time in my life when I met Adija um I wasn't I'm an outgoing person but probably not at the time I met her because you know life happens and sometimes our jobs or whatever make us turn us into different people or life happens so I probably wasn't the upbeat most but I'm just laid back and I'm going to go with a flow type of thing. You know, and the main priority or the main concern that I was really worried about was my daughter. And, okay, I don't know this lady, you know, and her safety. Even though I pretty much know, you know, I know that her dad's not going to put her in harm's way. But this is something that, and I know, you know, my child's going to be around all the time. But, you know, in hindsight, looking back, I'm really thankful and grateful because she she has been phenomenal with my daughter you know she's been uh, an excellent not only person but she's been an excellent um you know woman around her and no we're not perfect and everything is not happy go lucky because we're human and we're people so we get into quarrels fuss fights arguments you know as far as probably me and her dad goes we get into the most you know because it's two people trying to just figure out you know, the best for our child. So everything is not perfect, but it's an everyday kind of 
taking it, like she said, week by week and day by day. And I never forget. This is the one memory that does stand out to me, probably because I wasn't the nicest to her. Is But it wasn't necessarily about her. <laughs> it was about me and my house. My house was such a mess. And I never forget that I think Rob came in first to ask, could you use their bathroom? <laughs> and it was mean as hell, y'all. But I was like, no, she can't come in this house and use the bathroom. I'm sorry. <laughs> and it wasn't anything towards her, but it's just that I don't even know if she had been in the house before, but my house was a mess and I probably hadn't cleaned up. Probably hadn't cleaned the bathroom. And I'm like, no, 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 no. Ain't nobody going to go back and talk, talk about my house and talk shit about me, but... And mind you all, coming into this, there is another mother who has a son that's eight years old. So I was coming to a situation where there are two other mothers. Well, there I wasn't a mother at that time, not biologically. So there's two mothers and there's two different children um, that have had two different relationships with this man and two different experiences with him. So all that comes with that comes with them and how their experiences with him and their child so this was the second time the mother said, no, I couldn't come in and use the bathroom. And I'm like, do these ladies know I, I'm a teacher. I have to hold my bladder for like 30, 45 minutes. I can't hold it. Like, I, I, I don't, I don't want to discuss what might have happened. But yes, I really had to go. And I was just like floored because this was the second time that this had happened. And, and I didn't even know that that had happened before. Yes. But it's crazy that even out of that you know, Marquita and I have developed this friendship even outside of the kids and all of that. Um, and it has for me, it's, you know, it has probably taken me longer to like, I remember that you used to go away on trips and used to give, you know, bring back things. So, you know, little trinkets or little gifts. I remember you do your 30 for 30, if you don't mind me, mm-hmm. I told you business and age, but I remember you doing your 30 for 30. You went 30 different states or 30 different places Mm -hmm. and you brought back a little trinket. And I thought that was so sweet, but I'm not that, not that you were trying to buy my affection or anything, but I'm not that. Trust me when I say, guys, she is like a Southern belle. She's from (laughs) Virginia, Suffolk, and it's the country. (laughs) And like, that's not to say that I'm not nice, but I'm a little rougher around the edges. You know, I'm from Jersey. I was born and raised in New Jersey. So I'm a little bit. Not that I'm a bad person, but I'm just not that uh, warm. I guess I'm not that warm. I don't come off that warm. Mm-hmm. I don't know if you felt like I came come off cold or well, with a cold that, shoulder. We but had that's, a discussion about th- that's that. That's me. Like, um, mm-hmm. I don't think it's any malice behind it. It's just me. And I just feel like it probably comes with, like I haven't shared with the podcast, but I, it probably comes with, you know, work and... Just different things in life. And I, I don't want to say I'm cold-hearted, but I come off probably not not as nice. You know, I'm outgoing with people that I already know. But to come in and try to, you know, um, like a new thing, it's, it's kind of, I'm really kind of standoffish. That's the mm-hmm. word I want to say, mm-hmm. standoffish. I don't know if you got that vibe. You well, probably did because that's just that's just me. That is. But I will say that this and this is not, you know, an advice show or anything like that. But of course, there's some people who may not be in the best place with um, having a family dynamic like this. So what I will say as a word of encouragement is 
you have to be able to speak how you feel and in a way that the other person is receptive and being true to who you are. Um, because that was Marquita, right? Like that's not anything against me. That's just who she is and how she presents herself in relationships in general. But there were two defining moments I feel like that kind of solidified our being able to communicate. The the second one is juicy, so I'm gonna talk about that second. But the the well, no, the first one is juicy. I'm gonna talk about the second one because that really showed me that I was able to communicate. So when I did become a mother, my first Mother's Day came up, and my birthday was all on the same day. Mind you, Marquita didn't have about. I met Journey when she was one, so Marquita didn't have four birthdays before this and four Mother's Days. And I'm like, no, I have to do this. This is from Journey, da da da, whatever. So when mine came up, my son's dad, Journey my baby and Marquita ain't none of them give me nothing on Mother's Day and my birthday right so I'm mad at all of them Journey my son his daddy and Marquita so I communicated that like you know I'm all when it's Father's Day when it's Mother's Day when it's y'all birthdays I go all out for y'all so I feel like y'all could have done something small for me and it wasn't a slight like on her end right so she was able to communicate with me on that but we kind of went back and forth with both being able to express why and how we felt and whatever And, you know, I definitely feel like that was her being receptive to what I was saying. But I also had to receive what she said. This is who I am. This is not anything against you. And since then, she bought my baby some pamphlets, some outfits, some, she'd have gotten me some Starbucks. I mean, she's more coming around, I feel like, based on her hearing what I said and and being important enough to say, you know what? I'm going to try to make this effort and me too on certain things as well. I feel Mm -hmm. like. You have to be receptive and listen to the other person and try. And like I said, I don't think it was out of any malice. It was just at sometimes I think that people don't understand that sometimes with the world or what you're dealing with has a reflection of how you treat others around you. Like it wasn't that I just I didn't forget because I know when, you know, Mother's Day was and I know when her birthday was. It's just that I wasn't that was last year and I wasn't, you know, focused on those things it wasn't because I don't even think I got a dad a card for Father's Day none of that it just it wasn't and then sometimes I don't do that like I don't get my mom cards I just you know we're not that and then I'm not that mm, what's the word um I don't want to say that loving but it's just like hey here's your stuff I don't really put that much effort but that is something that I'm trying to work on into you know certain areas and you know with certain people that Mm -hmm. I know which it teaches you a lesson though, because something some things that you know you that are important to others, you have to you know make them feel you know make them feel appreciated or make them feel that what they do on a daily is important and you know and you want to recognize those special events and those special things and those special times in people's lives. Yeah. So uh, you know, I did some reflecting and. <laughs> She must be better. better. She's just as sweet as pie, y'all. But I think it takes those times. Like I said, it's not, we're not perfect. And mm -hmm. it's not a, you know, it's every day getting up. And, you know, not only do you have to deal with children, you have to deal with what's going on in your children's life. You're raising your kids. And I have, I always say my nine to five. And my nine to five is not my, not your average nine to five. Those are not my hours. My schedule changes. I rotate. Um... You know, I get two days off like most people, but 
it's like I have to, I feel like life is rushing. I'm, I'm always in a rush because it's a rush to do this. It's a rush to go there. It's a rush to, let me spend time. Mm-hmm. So I also feel as though, you know, um, she even got me the blend book. Like we all were supposed to read it. Um, her <laughs> dad, they wrote me messages for when they purchased the book for me, which was really sweet. But then I also believe that that has to do with, she's very creative and mm-hmm. She's very uh, critical thinker and thinking outside of the box. So that was something that I'm not even, I'm so into the <clears throat> routine type thing that I, I don't give myself a chance to think or do something else or do something, you know, creative. So that was really, really nice. And, um, but we have that the other part that I meant to mention, I don't know if I cut your train of thought off or not, but, um, Everything is not always hunky-dory. You have to be able to get through the good and the not-so-murky times. And it's all about communication. The other... I don't remember what happened. I think this was all out of the same incident. But certain how the dad and I got into a real big disagreement. Okay? Real... Just real bad disagreement. And some kind of way, Marquita was called, I believe, and... The phone like picked up and like she was on the phone. She didn't know what was going on. And we were like in the car. And so I I said, made the comment or something like, uh, can I say the B word? Or no, just say the B word. Okay, I ain't gonna say the B word. Um, I said something like them other B-I-T-C-H's that you Oh, this you know, was something different, but I don't even remember what the... This was another argument. It yeah. wasn't about this. This happened some years ago because I remember ago. what you're talking about. Yes. So, Marquita was like, well, I don't know who you calling the B-I-C-C-H. And I was like, well, I was saying, you know, so we, so it was, we had to like flush it out. But, you know, that could have been the end right there. I remember her telling, she said like, because I don't kill for mine. That's my daughter. And I, I was like, you know, so like it had, it's not always, you know. It, it's just a the dynamic is very interesting because well let's time out because okay. I, I I knew that you, well let's, let's just clear it up she wasn't calling Journey a B no 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 like that. no I was speaking <laughs> about other women that he had children with prior to me and I really wasn't saying it in that context you know how you just just in a tussle with somebody you just so. I didn't mean it like that, and I and then when I found out, she knew, and then I was like, oh, you know. So it was, it was. I she caught me up. She she hit me up. Really, she did, and had to explain myself. You know what I'm saying? So there have been times when I think that um, if her and him disagree on something for journey, or me and her disagree on things for journey, um, or you know, him and I, it's there's always a constant moving dynamic because you have three different people. With three different educational backgrounds and three different philosophies on life and um, wants. We all want positive for Journey and for Sire. But the way that we communicate that, give that, it's just different. But it's all about, you know, being Mm -hmm. open and being true to yourself. Because even when Sire was born, you know, I'm like... What, what do you want him to call you? He's going to call you J-Ma. He can call you Mima. So Journey Child, call I me. Probably told him, I probably think I told her to call me Miss Marquita. It ain't that serious. And see, Journey is like the ride or die. Journey's like, no, he can't call you Miss Marquita. He got to. So we came up with Emma, you know, Marquita, Ma, you know. And even when I had my baby, like, I feel like that's, I don't have any family here at all. The only family I have for my son is his dad and whatever his dad's family. 
But Marquita being around, like, if I needed just anything that I needed, if I needed her to watch him, can I just have a breather? Can you pick me up something from my favorite store, Target? You know, like, she's been there to pick up those pieces, and I feel like vice versa for her. If she called me and say, hey, I got to do something, can Journey come at this time outside of the scheduled time? Shoot, even in the scheduled time, I'd be there, you know. So I just feel like you have to be true to yourself and also be able and be willing to be open to help and kind of stretch yourself. Because I'm sure some of the stuff that she asked me to do or may want me to do, I may not feel like it. That's true because the sister, I will, I will intervene right there because I, sister, always need this hair done. If I can't <laughs> make it to the wherever, if I can't make it or it's times that you know, ladies, you can't always make it to get your hair curled or whatever. She has done that and, and she really has. Like she's going, you know, above, probably been tired, had the baby on it, strapped on her back, trying to curl <laughs> me some curls. So Nigerian I could go out. style. Nigerian style. <laughs> so I could go out or I could do something. And even, you know, in the summertime, the, the days and the weeks and things that we had, we at least tried one day or one twice out of the month or once out of the month to give the other person a break or a Saturday, or, you know, not necessarily a whole weekend because her baby was still so small, but at least um, a Saturday night to themselves uh, mm-hmm. once a month or, you know, whatever it may be out of the tradition, out of the traditional whatever we do during the week. So even outside of, like she said, the scheduled times, we were always trying to look out for each, look other. Out for each other because, you know, she was a new mom. And I know that's overwhelming because I was a new mom. You know, mm-hmm. I may not have a baby anymore. So that was a little bit different because I had to get up a few at times throughout the night. But, you know, it's like, okay, let me go ahead and do it mm-hmm. to sacrifice to help out because I know that I've been there and I've done that. So... Mm-hmm. That also was good. But like she said, done things. You know, we've had to make target runs. We had to do this, do mm-hmm. that. Little things. And being vocal. Because even before Sire was born, Marquita was like, well, my daughter is about to be a middle child. And how is this going to affect her and impact her? And so, like, she could have thought of it as, like, I'm being selfish by verbalizing this or my concerns or what may be now that my child has a sibling because journey was like everything i would just go and buy all these clothes and do all i mean hair it didn't matter like i when she was with me i knew that she wasn't biologically my daughter but i just was so in love with the fact that now i have this child to take care of so her you know marquita was feeling like okay well now you about to have your own baby so what's gonna happen to my you know my baby and she she had to have courage right to be able to express that and articulate that and I had to be able to say, okay, let me think about that and have that ever present in my mind. Yes, I do now have this other child, but being careful enough to say Journey is there. She's been there before this child was there and caring for her feelings and making sure that she feels cared for. So that goes back to just, I feel like being true to who you are and being able to express what you think. Um and do it in a manner where the other person is able to receive it so that you can strengthen that that relationship. Because, I mean, there's a lot of outsiders. I mean, I've had friends and different people say, you know, comments like, Marquita has a key to my house. You know, she brings journey early and none of my feel like getting up that early. You know, she stayed at my house before when I, myself and dad, have went out different places or whatever. And, she, you know, people are not used to that because they're so used to, I feel like, the negative noise that they hear right. about what it should be, but it could look differently. And I also have had to like, 
people and I think that that comes from people are so used to other women oh hating oh my god I don't like him maybe you know I think it's so much noise around that sometimes I guess we all and I think we all do this we all sometimes automatically think about the negative before we think about the positive so I feel as though that you know with all the other noise probably from family and friends you're just like, ooh, you know, but you just have to experience it for yourself. And, you know, you at the end of the day, the real true, you know, the, the real true pe- people who are going to benefit are the children. Right. I mean, we're going to benefit because we're going to grow and we're going to learn. But the kids are most definitely going to look back at their childhood and be like, wow, you guys did all this for us mm-hmm. or made this work for us. Mm-hmm. And I remember coming across an article where it was a, a Caucasian family and the little girl, she's, she was like, she wasn't even little. She was like a teenager. She was like 17 and she spoke about how she had two moms and how how it was. Or she either had two moms or two dads. I can't really remember, but she spoke about her step-parents as really being there and stepping up. And that really impacts kids. You know, kids are impressionable and kids are young and they're looking at you and they're looking towards you to be their guiding force in every way so um i think that throughout it all i mean we're like i said we're not perfect but we're not clearly we're no celebrities and i'm a celebrity i she i don't know <laughs> okay, she, okay, go ahead. Talking, i'm a celeb y'all i don't have no instagram no but i'm still a celebrity <laughs> um but i, I just think that like I said, it's a every day you got to get up. It's like any other thing that you want to put forth effort to, you know, make work your families, you know, because we're all we're, we both have separate views, separate lives. Mm-hmm. We have separate jobs. Everybody's doing this one, that one. Um, you know, we have our family, our friends, we're daughters, we're sisters. So, you know, we have these other dynamics and other friendships, and other things that we have to do and have to maintain. So. But I think it's important important for the kids. I think if, you know, when they see this and they can reflect back and look back, they're also going to say, you know, I don't I don't have this perfect life. But these people chose mm-hmm. to do this for us and make it work for us. Mm-hmm. And that's the most important thing. And, and if that's the only thing my child gets out of it or, you know, she has another successful young black woman to look up to you know, and to get some advice or get some things that I haven't went down, you know, we've gone down two separate paths in life. So what I don't, what she doesn't pick up for me, you know, she has another strong black woman that she can look up to or, you know, and get advice from about different, you know, different things in life. Mm-hmm. And I think because that's the perfect segue though to that, uh, to the movie you were talking about and, the, oh, yes, and how yes, yes. the childhood impacts Yes, so we also have, um, well, we also have going to get into my guest. This is going to be a segment um, for future um, podcasts, but. No, I was talking about the photograph. Yeah, yeah, I know what movie you're talking about, but I, but I don't want to jump around oh, trying okay. to go in order here. This is not my show, my, my bad. Please, thank you. <laughs> so, like, um, but this is a segment in the, that I'm going to have each show. I'm going to have. Instead of me asking all the questions and me coming up, I like to, um, I want to get the opinions of 
course, of course, my listeners definitely want to get the opinions of my listeners. And in the description box, I'm going to have my email so you guys can, or even when you rate, like, rate, and subscribe to this podcast, you can also put down your thoughts about the questions. So I'm going to have um, the the stir of the pot question is going to come from my guests. So my guests tonight is going to make up, she's going to make up the question based upon the topic that we spoke about. And I'm going to get the uh, audience's feedback. You know, I'm probably going to get my opinion too. Maybe I'll open up my next show with opinion from my, from the question from my last show. We'll see how I incorporate it, but she's going to um let you guys know what the, the, juicy question is the whole start a pot uh question is okay so my question this week is two parts um it's one part for the black men and one part for black women out here um and it's in honor of black history month i know that some of the next topics may be in um, regards to that so i'm gonna start with the black men first so during um slavery there were um black men who were known as the super slaves they were the strongest the biggest slaves and they were bred actually multiple plantations and this process obviously impacted the black family because these black men were being bred plantation 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 they were having kids all over the place they were not able to be actively involved in those the lives of those children because clearly they were um on a different plantation black men how do you think that's impacted you all today because we can see on tv with the celebrities and in everyday life even in our lives, we have one black man who's fathered three black children by three different black women. So do you feel like throughout slavery, that has is that the impact that it's had on you all? And do you think that there's something that you all could do to kind of, I mean, if you think it's okay, it's okay. But do you think there's something you all can do to kind of change that trajectory as it relates to the procreation in these different places, like slavery times? Um, and the other part is like as a black woman, right? We're the <clears throat> people on the receiving end of that. So do you think that black women out there, you think we should kind of take control of our own family dynamics? Like, should we go pay the 10000 get the sperm and have our own children? We don't have to worry about <laughs> having the baby daddy to, uh, you know, relate to. Should we, you know, form our own little mini communities with other black women who are single mothers and work together and pool our money together and buy properties and, you know, or should we adopt? I mean, should we take more of an active role instead of sitting back kind of waiting for this black man night to come in and, you know, save us, procreate with us, build this family with us? Should we just kind of lean towards each other and build our own families in the absence of them, being that many of them are locked up, they don't want us, they want the white women, that's another topic, but you know, should, I mean, what should we do, black women? Like, what do you think that we should do? Um, so those, that's my question, or two-part. So, um, you guys, like I said, um, when I put the uh, episode up, I'm going to put... I could probably put the question because uh, we might forget. I can put the question up in the description box as well as my email address and ways to answer so that we can, um, you know, come together and see uh, how this is going to uh, turn out. Now, All I baby partici- daddies email her. want to know what y'all think. <laughs> I need participation from both. I need the participation from the women and I need the participation from the men. So that wraps up the particular topic of the day. But now we're going to get into, we're going to segue off into 
some uh, we're going to speak about some different things that are happening in today's um world uh any current events but first um i personally it's a whole nother topic for a whole nother day but i personally i know the debate was on last night and i uh i do senator warren she was um she said some powerful words um about um the mayor mayor bloomberg who is also they all had the democratic debate Mayor Bloomberg was the former mayor of New York City. And she had a very uh, spicy question. Or she had, a not a question, but she had a very spicy thing to say. And I'm going to play a quick, I'm going to play a quick excerpt from her um, debate that she had last night with uh, Mayor Bloomberg to see, you know, just to kind of talk about that for a minute. We're also going to discuss, you know, Valentine's Day was this past, what was it, Friday, last Friday, Valentine's Day was. We're going to see, we're going to talk about Valentine's Day a little bit. And we're also going to have a, a dialogue about the movie, The Photograph, because we both saw it. We both went to see it. And we're going to give you guys our opinion and uh, we're also going to speak on the death of Pop the rapper Smoke. Pop Smoke, who just passed away. So uh, let me uh, give, give, uh, pull up this excerpt on uh, Elizabeth Warren and uh, Mayor Bloom, former Mayor Bloomberg. Lesbians. And no, I'm not talking about Donald Trump. I'm talking about Mayor Bloomberg. Democrats are not going to win if we have a nominee who has a history of hiding his tax returns, of harassing women, and of supporting racist policies like redlining and stop and frisk. Look, I'll support whoever the Democratic nominee is, but understand this. Democrats take a huge risk if we just substitute one arrogant billionaire for another. This country has worked for the rich for a long time and left everyone else in the dirt. It is time to have a president who will be on the side of working families and be willing to get out there and fight for them. That is why I am in this race and that is how I will beat Donald Trump. So she basically says, and she also says, um, she also had a clip where today she said something about the women and the non-disclosure act (laughs) he had women you know that had to sign a non-disclosure act so they wouldn't discuss or ever talk about of course the either the sexual harassment (laughs) that he has done or done to them or the he said i i think i want to quote this right he said yeah, some women might not want me to joke like I joked before. But you guys, I didn't watch it. That's another that's some other commentary you guys can uh put in my in the um the emails, but I don't at this point I couldn't tell you, you know, who is going to get my vote or where these um you know, we got Elizabeth Warren pressing for student loan forgiveness. Some of it, um, we have Bernie Sanders 
Now we have Mayor Bloomberg. Um, I know everybody, you know, we all have a past and we all have made mistakes. But I don't know. I don't know, guys. I don't know where this one is going. That clip is, uh, like I said, was of Senator Warren and from the Democratic debate last night. And that was via YouTube. So what do you think about, um, I, know, I, I don't know if you watched the debate or not. I didn't get a chance to, but I heard the clips and everything when I got up this morning. Mm-hmm. What do you think? Well, um, I think that oftentimes we as black people leave our fate and what occurs with us up to a governmental system that has never worked in our favor. So I kind of feel like it's picking between the lesser of two devils. I feel like, you know, regardless of who wins, our systematic issues of systematic oppression and things that we have as a community need to be addressed within our community. And I kind of feel like everyone is talking about Bloomberg's commentary and all of his racial jargon and things that he said in the past. But Donald Trump did the same thing and everyone was up in arms about him and he still got elected. He's still president. So I just kind of feel like we need to focus our energy within inward as opposed to looking up to a government who's never been for us. Yep, that's true. That's true as well. Well, on to um, lighter topics. <laughs> Let's talk about Valentine's Day. So... Valentine's Day, of course, everyone knows, was Friday, February 14th. Mm-hmm. And we're not necessarily going to discuss how we did, you know, spent our Valentine's. But what do you think about the holiday itself? I mean, what does it, is it significant to you? Is it over the top? Do you think that love is in the air and all this <laughs> bullshit? <laughs> or do you think it's any other day that, and we don't have to recognize one day to, show our true love and get all these gifts and just another way to, in my opinion it's just another way to get you to spend your money and keep your ass in debt but that's another topic for another day but uh so i mean it's always been there you know but i just feel as though we don't need you know one day to show our significant other or it's not, sometimes it's not even about your significant other. You know, what about your families and bringing it all together, you know, with the kids, the family, the moms, dads, whatever. You know, what do you feel? What are your feelings about Valentine's Day? You think it's just another pagan, you know, pagan holiday, mm-hmm. bullshit wrapped up? Or what do you... I mean, I do. I feel like, you know, St. Valentine was this old white man, Cupid. I mean, it's just <laughs> a lot of, you know... <laughs> negative undertones with the original concept of valentine's day however um i do feel that sometimes a holiday like valentine's day can be an apparatus to kind of change the flow of a relationship if two parties are able to celebrate love or do something you know exciting or some way to show they love each other it may make a change to where they're able to start doing something different in their relationship just out of that one day. So, um, you know, it's six on one side, half a dozen on the other. That's how I feel. I do feel like the capitalism in this country is, is outrageous and people do spend a lot of money they don't have just to flex on Instagram for Valentine's Day. Um, but there are a lot of cheap ways like the Dollar Tree where you can really <laughs> Come on, hone in that. on your love. She just said the Dollar Tree, y'all. But shout out to Dollar Tree because they actually become my new best friend when it comes to getting greeting cards so 
Just to let y'all know, yes, because y'all throw that shit in the trash anyway. And they have mahogany there, too. Yes. Oh, yes, they do. So, yes, go on and get your two for a dollar at the Dollar Tree Amen. gift cards, okay? Opposed to going to our favorite store, Target. 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 Okay? And getting a damn car for $5 and they motherfuckers going to throw it in the trash anyway. Mm-hmm. <laughs> but, okay, uh, so let's get into the photograph. Um, You saw it before me. Mm-hmm. So I'm going to let you go ahead and give your, you know, uh, breakdown or what you thought about the movie. Well, the photograph, y'all, first of all, it's uh, it's a movie out starring Issa Rae. And um, I don't know the other guy's name, but go ahead. Adisha. Shout out to Issa Rae, like you just said. I mean, she's also an executive producer on the movie. And I am very, very proud of her um, and all that she puts out. The photograph was a very clean cut, black love story, no drama. Um, Well, there was drama, though, but the way it was presented was so tastefully done. There was a baby daddy in there that didn't know he was a baby daddy. And baby mama ain't telling a baby daddy that that was her baby. But she went on to marry a successful professional black male who stepped in as a step parent. Um, shout out to all the step parents. And, you know, he was able to be a positive light in this young lady's life to the point where when the mother died, both of them kind of mourned together the secret that the mother kept. Um, so I feel like there's so much to unpack with this movie. It could be like an episode within itself. But I just like the fact that there were different black men. One of them was a blue collar worker, the biological father. Um, but he had his own home, home ownership. Uh, he had somewhere for his daughter to come to. The stepfather was a professional black man who seemed like he had a little bit of wealth. The young millennial black man had a job. He applied to have a job in you know another country. So it just showed black men in such a positive light, no matter what their social economic status or work was, um, as far as their field, they, they seemed to have it together. Um, so I really enjoyed seeing that on the big screen because Ray Ray wasn't, you know, shooting or anything of that <laughs> sort. Um, so I appreciated that. And the black women, of course, you know, were professionals as well. So I think we need that kind of clean cut love story in today's age. Yes. Um, I love the movie. I I don't even I couldn't even tell you guys why. But I by the end of the movie, I was bawling. <laughs> I like the fact that. The movie, like she said, I like it had minimal curse words in it. It had minimal. It wasn't over sexual sexualized. It had minimal, you know, sexuality. They did have love screens, but they were done tastefully. Mm-hmm. You know, the first love scene was done very tasteful. Like you didn't see any nudity. You didn't see any nudity in the second love scene. But they got a little bit more spicier, you know, mm-hmm. in that second one. The modern day millennial, mm-hmm. you know, um. The only, they, like she said, they had a little bit of drama, but it wasn't this drama that, let's say, and I'm not, this is not to knock any other movie. I support black movies, you know, and different things, but this is, this just had a, the way that the drama was, it wasn't, it just wasn't overdone. It, they just did it real tastefully. Like she said, you know, they... The mother just never told the father that he had a child. It's not like, you know, so, and she didn't, you know, she didn't tell um, 
the dad. And she he, didn't get any child support. She didn't clearly. get any child support, so she took care of the child with the stepfather. And, mm-hmm. you know, the stepfather knew, and he didn't make it his business to tell or, you know, they just kind of did it. She, The mother kind of did it in her own time. Why she did it like that, you know, was a good plot. And to me, it was a good plot. Like people say, you know, I've seen a couple people put out there on social media. No, it wasn't a modern day Love Jones or anything, but it was very good. And Issa, you know, in the movie, I don't want to give it away for my listeners who haven't seen it, but she just realized that, you know, she kind of realized and understood her mother better as her mother's story played out and her story played out as far as love was concerned. She got a better understanding you know about the her relationship and how her mother was mm-hmm. and that was that was good it was good like she said it was clean cut and it was very 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 tastefully done you know it wasn't this it was action packed england day it was just a uh it was a a nice drama free black love story and i think it was pretty good it was an independent film too so shout out to isa even in her you know even in her um Insecure. Insecure. You know, from her, she was the executive producer, but even from Insecure, you can see that on the show, every, you know, they're millennials. They have jobs, you know, it's not, every, every, everybody's working mm-hmm. and it's not coming from a place of, oh, we don't have no jobs, we homeless blacks. I mean, it was very good. <laughs> it was very good. So, you know, uh, that's it. So... This has been um, a very good uh, topic today. Mm-hmm. Um, I want to say thank you. I want to say thank you to um, my special guest today, Adija. I also, we also, we have one more thing we want to throw in there. Um, I know that. Lately, we've been seeing, I mean, you know, one thing is for certain that we all, you know, we all have to go one day on this earth. But it's been so yesterday, the rapper Pop Smoke, he got killed in his home in a home invasion. And it's just like, wow, you know, all these things. And they said, I, I saw vaguely on social media that a few days before, maybe he was in a picture and showed all his this money or something, you know, just basically he was showing off materialistic things. And his address, too. Oh, and his address. And unfortunately, we know in the day and time that we're living in, you try to keep your materialistic things to yourself because we know that, and you know, we have haters out there. Nobody, a lot of people aren't happy for you, you know, just your success in general. So some people say that the home invasion may have been a target from him posting his address and posting his, you know, what things he has in his home. You know, being 20 years old, I know I don't have that kind of money. So but he was young. I'm 20, 21. I don't don't know the specific age, but he was definitely young. And, you know, he was not to least to say he was proud. No, he was an up and coming rapper, and he had a pretty. I don't. I couldn't tell you what he rapped because, uh, you know, I'm getting a little bit. Mm, I can't keep up with everybody. Let's just say that. <laughs> but, but I mean, he had some um, hit songs. He collaborated with a lot of um, rappers and stuff that are pretty seasoned in the game. So it's really unfortunate that, you know, he passed away. 
at such an early age of 20 years old. So, you know, seems like we're losing all a lot of our young yes. um, people Talented in people. the hip hop world. Hip hop sport, you know, Kobe, Kobe and his daughter, you know, have passed. So it's just a lot. And it's all coming back to back. It seems like I know that um, besides the young rapper, uh, you know, I didn't grow up watching Good Times, but I remember watching it with my mom. I know they, Walona from Good Times passed. So we are losing our, um, you know, our black people, our fame, you know, that have paved the, some of them have paved the way for others. Some of them were up and coming. So we are, we, you know, this is Black History Month. So also I know the lady, I forgot her name. <laughs> she was in house party. She passed away too. She was the one that smelled in the air when they was having sex in the room upstairs. And she also played in Boys in the Hood. But she just lost her. So, you know, but the one thing about it is we all, you know, we're all one day we're going to go. But... I'm going to wrap it up here. And um, again, I want to say thanks to my special guest. You're welcome. Um, This has been good commentary. This has been, you know, this is episode has been good. Mm-hmm. So for everybody out there, please do not forget to like, subscribe, and rate my podcast. Again, this is your host, Marquita. And until next time... This is Stir the Pot.